Helping people build ambitious and satisfying careers, businesses, and lives. This is the Influence Ecology Podcast. Now, here is your host, John Patterson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Today's mini-sode is an exclusive preview of the July 2020 Influence Ecology 3D Virtual Conferences. Through Verbella for virtual events, Influence Ecology now offers a social engagement and communication solution on our private 3D virtual campus. It transforms a real-time campus into an unforgettable, fully immersive experience. Our private virtual campus is designed to promote real social interaction, engagement, and collaboration with speakers, attendees, faculty, sponsors, and campus partners. Today, we hear one of our 40 featured conference experts share how they build potent transactions that produce better outcomes. As we teach it, the principle of personality and transactional behavior allows each of us to exploit our unique perspective. From a combination of their worldview and expertise, each conference speaker will reveal their specialized strategies and tactics that you can apply to your own business or profession. Our mid-year conferences are July 12th through 14th in the U.S. Central Standard Time and July 26th to the 28th Australian Western Standard Time. Our 3D virtual campus allows you to meet today's guests, other experts, and participants 24 hours a day from both conferences and in any country. Here's the interview. Sue Romberg, welcome back to the Influence Ecology podcast. Great to have you with us. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure to be back. Happy to be here. Yeah, I think we interviewed you three years ago or something maybe like that. I think we <laughs> talked about legacy at the time. Your specialty. Yes. Yeah. That was that was good and and things have, you know, evolved since then, but that's good too. Good. All right, good. Well, so for our listeners, um, say your name, where you live, and a little bit about what you do. Sure. So my name is Sue Romberg, and I live in uh, a suburb of Chicago, Oak Park, Illinois. And I am a legacy consultant, so I capture stories that families can keep and pass on for generations, um, narratives that that continue the continuity within families. And I'm also... um, writing about legacy in a broader context than what what everyday people might describe as legacy. And um, I've learned a lot in the last few years about just the breadth and depth and the significance legacy can have. But at the same time, it's not always something within our control. So uh, we can do our best and then society takes it from there. Yeah. I actually do love that note about that because I, I recognize that some people who have this amazing legacy, it turns sour perhaps later because of th- something that happens in the world or uh, maybe something that they did that was fine then, but bad now. Um, things like any, any comment on that? Well, um, yeah, I mean, it does happen. I mean, all we can do, though, is do the best we know to do with the circumstances and the times that we have. We know that things will change. But if we know we're doing it for the good of something, I think um, that's always going to speak well for people. Yeah. All right. Good. So we've invited you to speak at the Influence Ecology 2020 3D Virtual Conference, which is exciting in and of itself because we're going to be on our virtual campus. And um, to give people a little sense of what's happening at the conference, we're going to be addressing building 
and influence ecology. That's pretty much the topic of the conference. And what we mean by that generally is, is that when we build transactions or when we build the environments that house our aims and our satisfaction, sometimes we forget important bits. So for example, I've given the analogy many times about building a house and you know, forgetting to put in the plumbing, which would be a disaster. Many people build transactions or larger environments to, to, you know, house the satisfaction of their aims and forget things that from their personality and transactional behavior, it just doesn't occur for them to think about those things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have 40 speakers speaking from different aspects of the things that people forget. And you're one of those people. And and one of the things I'll ask first is for our audience, can you tell us your personality and transactional behavior? And then if there's anything you want to say to the audience about that, so they know what that means. Sure. So my transactional personality is producer. So I'm all about doing things, taking actions, thinking of the next action, managing time, managing structures. That's the world that my brain thrives in. Mm. Fantastic. So the piece of the conference, uh, the, the piece of the equation that you're going to be adding is a talk. And the talk is titled what? And, and then tell us a little bit about that. Sure. The talk is titled Aiming at an Object. And objects are things that create a pathway to action, right? So um, I'm going to talk about how to use objects powerfully to direct our own personal actions, as well as the actions of others that might be in a group toward whatever our aims are. I plan to share some examples and help people look at objects they're using or could be using to get them the the results that they desire. Mm. And do you have a simple example of that? Something that comes to mind about an object that we might aim towards to put us into action? Sure. Um, I'll give you an example of helping an influence ecology student who happened to be a performer personality and just creating a plan for study. So, you know, you get a study paper, you got a month to do it, but we really talk through what's the work and action involved and how can you plan that out? So then you can just go to work on it. And I think she found that, you know, by looking at how many pages do I need to read and how many questions will I answer and about how long will that take so that she could really map out a four week reasonable plan for herself. And what she told me is that, you know, even if she gets off track, having the plan is easier to just get back on track versus Mm -hmm go into overwhelm and just say, I'll bag it. I'm just not going to get it done in time. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very familiar. All right. So um, when I think about aiming at an object, there's a a few things that come to mind that I want to mention. I, um, I remember probably 30 years ago, I started to put things in my path uh, as I was heading out the door. So for example, I might leave my keys or my shoes or, an important letter or some object in my pathway so that I saw it on the way out the door to work. Um, And I began to notice that um, I could orient myself around objects to take certain actions, to not forget things, to remember to take out the trash, to whatever it may be. But then I started to notice all the ways that I would use my calendar appointments as objects, or I would use um, some sort of document as an object or, or all I mean, there's so many things like that. And um, I'm excited for people to find out more about this because it's often the case that people forget the power of objects in, in, 
in a human being's environment and what they call us to do. Uh, any other comment about that? Well, I can relate to you because I've got objects on my way out the door here after this to remind <laughs> me of what I need to take to go play tennis, to go to the bank after that, to go to another appointment after that. And when I'm on a pretty strict time frame, having that in place, you know, has everything go without angst and, and it just moves and works so smoothly. That's great. Any notes about where some of the other personalities might be naive to the importance of aiming at objects? Um, yeah, I think, well, first of all, I, I think it's um, important that people don't underestimate the value of objects, but if you have too many objects, you can, it can also be um, distracting. Mm. And, and if you pick an object without accurate thinking, you may not get what your intended outcome is. Um, the other thing is I think the consequences of not using objects is that one of those consequences is the overwhelm. It, you know, when it, it's, when your action stops, you don't have, you don't have something to go to and look at and say, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Oh yeah, that's it. And get back on track. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that earlier, but I think there's certainly other consequences as well, but I think each personality can know where their strengths are, where their downfall is. And I think, there's opportunities for each of them to use objects that work for them. Mm. When I was talking to this student, you know, I said, this doesn't have to be my plan. It has to be something that you say works, but let me throw some ideas out. And then you tell me what sticks and try those. And as we know through anything, a habit development is practice it and tweak it and make it better the next time. Great. Fantastic. All right. I look forward to hearing more about this at the conference. Anything you want to say about uh, conference for yourself? What are you, what are you most looking forward to? Well, um, first of all, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the first virtual conference of my lifetime. And I'm sure the first of many, and I feel like it's, we're on the cutting edge of what the future direction is going in terms of how conferences are being delivered. I'm also really excited to hear the broad offer of topics that you've got on the plate and um, and the opportunity to be able to participate with both hemispheres, both the Western Hemisphere and the Eastern Hemisphere is really a luxury, but an opportunity to um, then, of course, see all the people that I know and love and learn to collaborate with the last eight years and, you know, maybe look for some help while I'm there, too. Great. Fantastic. All right, Sue. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, John. World-class virtual training has been part of our DNA for over a decade, and the newly launched Influence Ecology Virtual Campus provides a unique, immersive learning environment for our global network of ambitious professionals. Our campus offers corporate training, educational workshops, study incubators, as well as specialized knowledge and innovative tools to help grow your influence and income. Our exclusive membership ecology allows you to collaborate with some of the best and brightest minds, talent, and skills in many industries, occupations, and cultures across the globe. If you're interested in trying the Influence Ecology virtual campus for yourself, visit influenceecology.com forward slash campus. That's influenceecology.com forward slash campus. Or in the U.S. or Canada, you can text the word campus to 805-262-9008 and we'll send the registration link right to your mobile phone. Again, text the word CAMPUS to 805-262-9008. Also in our show notes, you'll find all the links to websites, books, or special downloads mentioned in this podcast.
During the conference, we'll hear about each topic, why it's important, and how you can apply these strategies and tactics to your own business. In addition to our July 2020 conferences, our campus offers corporate training, educational workshops, and study incubators that include ambitious professionals from many industries, professions, and cultures. We provide social mixers and networking events to help connect with others and their expertise. We allow students, faculty, and mentors the opportunity to connect before and after program sessions to get help, form study groups, and use the campus for discussion. We also offer our advanced students premier program venues that serve their aims for an elite experience amongst peers. We can't wait to see you around campus. Thank you.